Chapter 18 of Gunsight Pass How Oil Came to the Cattle Country and Brought a New West by William McLeod Rain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Doble pays a visit. Hello, the jackpot! Out of the night, the call came to the man at the bunkhouse. Bob looked at his companion and grinned. Seems to me I recognize that melodious voice. A man stepped from the gloom with masterful, arrogant strides. Low heart, he said, can you lend me a reamer? Bob knew he had come to spy out the land and not to borrow tools. Don't seem to me we've hardly got any reamers to spare, Doug, drawled the young man sitting on the porch floor. What's the trouble? Got a kink in your casin? Not so you could notice it, but you never can tell when you're going to run into bad luck, can you? He sat down on the porch and took a cigar from his vest pocket. What with losing tools and one thing and another, this oil game sure is hell. By the way, how's your fishing job coming on? Fine, Doug. We ain't hooked our big fish yet, but we're hopeful. Dave was sitting in the shadow. Doble nodded carelessly to him without recognition. It was characteristic of his audacity that Doug had walked over impudently to spy on the camp of the enemy. Bob knew why he had come, and he knew that Bob knew, yet both ignored the fact that he was not welcome. "'I've known fellows to angle a right long time for a trout and not catch him," said Doble, stretching his long legs comfortably. "'Yes,' agreed Bob. "'Wish I could hire you to throw a monkey wrench in that engine over there. Its chugging keeps me awake.' "'I'll bet it does. Well, young fellow, you can't hire me or anybody else to stop it.' retorted Doble, an edge to his voice. "'Well, I just mentioned it,' murmured Hart. "'I don't aim to rile your feelings. We'll talk of something else. Hope you enjoyed that reunion this week with your old friend, absent far but dear to memory ever.' "'Referring to?' demanded Doble with sharp hostility. "'Why, Ad Miller, Doug. Is he a friend of mine? Ain't he? Not that I ever heard tell of.' glad of that you won't miss him now he's lit out oh he's lit out has he a little bird whispered to me he had when this evening i understand where'd he go he didn't leave any address called away on sudden business did he mention the business not to me bob turned to his friend did he say anything to you about that dave in the silence one might have heard a watch tick Doble leaned forward, his body rigid, danger written large in his burning eyes and clenched fist. "'So you're back,' he said at last in a low, harsh voice. "'I'm back.' "'It would have pleased me if they had put a rope around your neck, Mr. Convict.' Dave made no comment. Nobody could have guessed from his stillness how fierce was the blood pressure at his temples. "'It's a difference of opinion makes horse races, Doug.' said bob lightly the big ex-foreman rose snarling for half a cent i gung you here and now like you did george sanders looked at him steadily his hands hanging loosely by his sides i wouldn't try that doug warned hart dave ain't armed but i am my hands on my six-shooter right this minute don't make a mistake the ex-foreman glared at him Doble was a strong, reckless devil of a fellow who feared neither God nor man. A primeval savagery burned in his blood, but like most bad men, 
he had that vein of caution in his make-up which seeks to find its victim at a disadvantage he knew hart too well to doubt his word one cannot ride the range with a man year in year out without knowing whether the iron is in his arteries declaring yourself on this are you he demanded ominously showing his teeth i've always been in on it doug took a hand at the first deal the day of the race if you're looking for trouble with dave you'll find it goes double not able to play his own hand eh not when you've got a six-shooter and he hasn't not after he has just been wounded by another gunman he cleaned up with his bare hands you and your friends are looking for things too easy easy hell i'll fight you and him both with or without guns any time any place doble backed away till his figure grew vague in the darkness came the crack of a revolver a bullet tore a splinter from the wall of the shack in front of which dave was standing a jeering laugh floated to the two men carried on the light night breeze bob whipped out his revolver but he did not fire he and his friend slipped quietly to the far end of the house and found shelter round the corner ain't that like doug the damned double-crosser whispered bob i reckon he didn't try awful hard to hit you just sent his compliments kind of casual to show good will i reckon he didn't try very hard to miss me either said dave dryly the bullet came within a foot of my head he's one bad citizen if you ask me admitted hart without reluctance know how he came to break with the old man he had the nerve to start bowing miss joyce she wouldn't have it a minute he stayed right with it tried to ride over her crawford took a hand and kicked him out since then doug has been one bitter enemy of the old man then crawford had better look out if doble isn't a killer i've never met one i've got a fool notion that he ain't aiming to kill him that maybe he wants to help steelman bust him out so he can turn the screws on him and get miss joyce doug must have been making money fast in brad's company he's on the inside dave made no comment i expect you was some surprise when i told doug who was roosting on the step so close to him hart went on well i had a reason he was due to find out anyhow in about a minute so i thought i'd let him know we wasn't trying to keep him from knowing who his neighbor was also that i was good and ready for him if he got red-hated like miller done I understood Bob, said his friend quietly. End of chapter 18